0: Your team every day. Fantasy football players, how's your team doing? Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. All right, so I've got two answers for you. One is a daily podcast show that gives you all the waiver wires, all the moves you need to make, and the health updates. That's Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7. And then Vinnie Ayers, Locked On Fantasy Football is now Locked On Fantasy Football experts with the biggest names in the fantasy football world coming on with him every week. Grab both those. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 and Locked On Fantasy Football.
2: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast. Bill Restudy of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up here. Actually, it's crossover Wednesday. You know what that means. We're joining forces with the fellow Locked On Podcast. This week, it is Chris Russell of Locked On Redskins. As this Sunday, it's the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Redskins. Chris, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Glad to have you on board doing the crossover this week.
1: Absolutely, Bill. How are you, man? Looking forward to uh, this and uh, obviously the two football teams that we cover uh, getting together on Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field at 1 o'clock. I think there'll be plenty of empty seats uh, because the Redskins are having a really hard time selling tickets. And, you know, obviously uh, the Carolina Panthers are not the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Green Bay Packers so that means there'll probably be a lot of again empties and it'll be a really interesting uh, I don't want to say surreal but it'll be a really interesting atmosphere as the Redskins come off of this brutal brutal loss on Monday night football
2: yeah that was uh something you know the the Redskins started off pretty solid the first couple weeks and then all of a sudden just kind of really came out flat I mean you know, obviously there's a lot of emotion surrounding the Saints. Uh, and of course you had the uh, record breaking pass from Drew Brees to break the all time passing record. Uh by the way, i like I'm holding a sheet of paper. I think I'm I think it's kinda of similar to what uh, Drew Brees got when he broke the record, just like a nice little <laughs> piece of paper. So uh you know,
1: they, they should have given a They should have at least given him like a frame or something, right? I mean, for all the money that the NFL makes and that Drew Brees has made for the city of New Orleans, the Saints organization, and the NFL, which oh by the way, the NFL gets a direct, uh, obviously huge cut from Drew Brees and all of the success he's had and making that franchise viable, they could have at least provided a frickin' frame for God's sake, you know?
2: And the worst part is they flagged the team for. Excessive celebration. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's, come on, that's peak NFL right there.
1: Oh, you're uh, you're absolutely right. It was a cool moment, though. Uh, you know, I wasn't there in person, but I mean, you knew he was going to break it. It was just a matter of was he going to break it in the third quarter or the fourth quarter. Uh, probably most people, I think, thought he would break it in the third quarter, only needing 201 yards, and instead he just went on, uh, obviously, a massive run in the second quarter as the Redskins, well, they forgot to play a little defense, including uh, one former Panther that I'm sure we're going to talk about quite a bit, and that would be Josh Norman.
2: Yeah, a little bit of a reunion there. So, yeah, let's jump into it. So, let, let's talk about the Redskins. Like we said, um... uh st- Started off pretty solid at two and one, and then of course got pretty wrecked by the by the Saints last night. So coming into two and two, but um, overall not a bad season so far. Leading the NFC East right now, we've seen the reemergence, as it were, of Adrian Peterson. I know he's been banged up a little bit, uh, but you know, re- really impressed with the start Adrian Peterson has, and of course Alex Smith now leading the charge. So what has been some of the differences in the Redskins offense versus, say, last season when they had mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins? Did they kind of change things up now that they have Alex Smith, or is it still kind of similar to when they had Kirk Cousins?
1: Well, I would say schematically they are running some more spread principles and some more of the the, the college eye candy motion, jet sweep, a spread them out type offense that you see really populating the NFL. Um, you know, that uh, obviously at times Cam brought uh, because of his unique skill set, but more importantly, what you see uh, Andy Reid doing in, in Kansas City, what you see right doing in Indianapolis, what you see Matt Nagy doing in Chicago, all disciples of Andy Reid uh, and, um, you know, Doug Peterson with, of course, the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. So I would say it's been a slow curve. To kind of adjust the offense from a more, you know, drop back, shotgun heavy, uh, traditional offense with very little of that eye candy stuff and the spread stuff into more of that. They are far far from that, completing that adjustment bill. And I would say that's kind of a criticism and some, like, you know, is Jay Gruden going to be able to match the skill set? of Alex Smith and what Alex Smith was so good at in Kansas City split and right now it's clearly still a work in progress. You mentioned Adrian Peterson, the guys who chose the second round pick out of LSU as ACL, uh, just four or five carries into the first preseason game, obviously. And, you know Peterson even might like be dealing with an ankle down knee and also a shoulder He's expected to play on Sunday, but clearly I would say he's you know, no doubt less than 100%, uh, and I would even wonder if he's going to be able to play the whole game or if they're going to really have to spot him uh, a lot on Sunday.
2: And going up against the Panthers, we know how strong that front seven can be and how pretty dominant they've been against against the right. You know, they, they've had some blunders across the season, you know, guys like – Gio Bernard had a little bit of success against them. Devontae Freeman, or excuse me, not Devontae Freeman. Uh, Tevin Coleman had a big game against them. So what would kind of be, you know, knowing that Adrian Peterson probably isn't going to be 100%, can we expect more of Chris Thompson in this one? Are you going to expect to see more of a or a, a bigger workload from him on Sunday against the Panthers?
1: Normally I would say absolutely yes, but he himself is banged up. See, this is the problem with the short week, as everybody knows when you play on Monday night, to Sunday, especially early, not that three or four hours matter, but every hour matters in the NFL, especially on these short weeks, is Thompson got beat up on a two-point conversion attempt late in the game, why he's in there when he's injury-prone to begin with and has a long you know, injury. Uh, you know, so his ribs are all banged up. He should be fine, but you never know. Uh, I'm sure he'll be very, very, very limited in practice throughout the week and probably nowhere close to 100%. We mentioned Peterson. Um, so really, I think what you're going to see a lot of is probably Capri Bibbs, who did score a touchdown for the Redskins late that Monday night loss uh, in New Orleans, who almost made the roster who won a Super Bowl with Denver as a, you know, more of a special teams player in his rookie year. He's a guy who can hurt you in a couple of different ways. As a running back, he's fairly tough in between the tackles, even though that's not his main thing. Uh, he's a very good receiver, Bill. And I would say this, he's shown to be pretty good in pass pro. At this point, because he's really their only healthy back that they trust, and they trust him more than last year's fourth round pick, Samaj P. Ryan, I would say you're going to see probably a healthy dose of Capri Bibbs much more than I was expecting, at least going into the start of this week.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, like you mentioned, I, I just got kind of caught up on that as well. You're right. Uh, Chris Thompson did have to have to leave with a rib injury, so you know they're starting to dig a little deep, as it were, in the running game. Like you said, Darius Geis, their second-round pick, unfortunately. And th- that was unfortunate to see, too. You know, with the fall he had in the draft, and then, you know, he, he's getting his shot. He landed in a good situation, and then it all goes up in smoke on, like you said, like the fifth play of the game. So that, mm-hmm. that was unfortunate to see. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, throughout the week how – um you know, with the practice reports and how how ready these guys are going to be, as it were, in regards to Peterson, Thompson, or if we're going to have to see a, a, worklo- a bigger workload for, for Bibbs. I,
1: I think what you're going to see, quite honestly, is the Redskins trying to attack the Panthers through the air more to set up the run, and maybe that'll be the screen game again with whatever Tom. Can give yet, and I mentioned Bibbs, but they're going to use Jordan Reed a lot, a lot in this game. They're going to try and take advantage of guys like Eric Reed and you know some of the you know the new faces that of course you guys are dealing with uh, on the back end and some of the younger corners for the Carolina Panthers uh, um, if they can beat the pass rush and that's the real big question because the Redskins offensive line was absolutely brutal against the Saints on. Monday night, uh, it was really bad in Week Two against the Colts. And historically, over at least the last two and probably three meetings with the Carolina Panthers, Ron Rivera's, Ron Rivera's defense and that scheme and the aggression of the pass rush for the Carolina Panthers has not only had their way with the Redskins; they've dominated that matchup. So it's going to be a really interesting, you know, X and O battle, if you will, to see what works for the Redskins on Sunday.
2: Absolutely, and hey, we'll get back into some more Panthers and Redskins talk in a moment. But first, I want to thank one of our great sponsors over at VividSeats.com. Hey, listen, fans, we're like you guys. We want to see our favorite sporting events, favorite concerts, whatever the case may be, and we want to see them live. We want to save some money, and there's nothing wrong with saving a little bit of money. Well, you can do that with Vivid Seats, and if you're a new customer, if you've never tried Vivid Seats, now's the perfect time. To check them out because Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code to get $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app, enter the promo code Locked On, get $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event.
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hi, it's David Locke, host of Locked On Jazz and Locked On NBA. Are you a small business owner? Then you need to know about Mizuma USA. Because as a small business owner... You want to be doing all the things that make your business great. And the last thing you want to deal with is bookkeeping reports and taxes. So this is incredible. Mazuma USA will get you a bookkeeper and a tax person for starting at $75 a month. You get your one person designated to you for being your CPA, another person designated for being your bookkeeping. They stay with you. Every month you get a report. Every quarter you get a tax planning call. By the end of the year, they take care of all of your taxes. It's amazing. Call 800-657-8263. If you have a business that has one to five employees, you can save a ton of money and time by using Mizuma USA. 800-657-8263. No contract, canceled anytime. No hidden fees. That's 800-657-8263. Imagine a world where for $75 a month, you don't have to worry about your bookkeeping or your taxes. It's incredible. 800-657-8263. That's Mizuma USA. Eight hundred six five seven eighty two sixty
2: three. So let's jump back into this, Chris. Let's
0: let's talk a little bit more. Let's let's switch sides
2: quick now to the the Redskins defense. Sure. So, you know we got to definitely talk like like you mentioned at the top of the show. Got to mention our old buddy Josh Norman, <laughs> still kind of uh, leading the charge there in the Redskins secondary. But overall, this is not a bad defense. This is The Redskins have really turned into one of the better defenses. You got a, a real nice young front line there, led, of course, by the two former Alabama guys, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Um, linebacking core, you got, got some solid pieces there, like Preston Smith, Mason, Mason Foster, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, of course. Um, what has made this Redskins defense so good in seemingly a, a short amount of time?
1: Yeah, I, Bill, I think it's. Kind of, I think the numbers in general are misleading in all cases. I don't think they were as good as they were through three games. Quite honestly, uh, playing some some. some Inconsistent, if not poor, offenses. At least when it came to Arizona in Week One, and still a recovering—I uh, would say less than a hundred percent—different version of Andrew Luck. And then Aaron Rodgers was banged up, and they got bailed out by some drops. And then, of course, you go into the buzz saw on Monday Night, Drew Brees in New Orleans, and you knew that was going to be again a really, really difficult matchup. So I don't think there was bad as they were monday night i certainly don't think they were as good as they were statistically through the first three games but you know if you start with what has made it better you mentioned the two big boys from alabama jonathan allen second year coming off a liz frank foot injury that caused him you know about two-thirds of his rookie year and then deron Payne, who he played at alabama with and everybody kind of remembers what he did in the college football playoffs uh last year both defensively and oh by the way offensively. Well, you know, it starts with those guys and don't forget about Matt Ioannidis. uh now a third year player, fifth round pick out of Temple. He uh has uh I think it's three and a half sacks already uh on the year. So those three guys can really get after it and create a lot of interior push. They're pretty good at stopping the run, and that's where this Redskins defense is going to have to live. And if they're going to beat Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, they're going to have to get that pass rush pressure, but it's going to have to be a controlled pass rush pressure. Um, These guys are pretty athletic. The Redskins have done a terrible job in matchups previously against Cam and the Panthers of not getting heat on him but corralling him. Well, I would say for the first time, while well, far from perfect, Allen and Payne at least give you a chance to chase down or at least somewhat control a guy like Cam Newton and keep him from absolutely breaking your back on, say, a third and seven, third and eight scramble where normally Cam would have a day against this Redskins defense. So to me, that's where it all starts. And then on the back end, there some issues, as we mentioned.
2: That brings up an interesting point, like, you know, the the front line, um, the Panthers are just starting now to kind of get their feet back under them in terms of the offensive line. Trey Turner just came back from the concussion, or from the concussion protocol, uh, Ryan Khalil, still playing pre-saw, but, you know, he still has kind of his ups and downs, and then, uh... Van Roten at left guard, still working his way. It's it's still that interior that still kind of gives you a little bit of a cause for concern, but certainly not mm-hmm. as much as it was going into the season. This is going to be a tough challenge. This is probably going to be one of the more tougher challenges that this Panthers offense, especially the line, has faced Uh yeah, I would, I would agree. And
1: Kerrigan got his first sack on Monday night. Preston Smith still without one. He's, you know, a free agent at the end of the year. He's so inconsistent, but when he's on, he's on and he's really difficult, uh, to handle. So I agree with you. I think this is going to be a really tough matchup for this Carolina offensive one. But again, you know, and maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of this. One, you can get, and the Redskins have gotten heat on Cam and Cam has broken their back so many times over the years uh, because they're undisciplined in their rush lanes and all that stuff. That's number one. Number two, one thing that I think would favor you, maybe I'm wrong uh, unless you tell me better, is you know, if the Redskins are able to get heat, much like Drew Brees, sometimes the Redskins just forget about their coverage assignments, and you can run a lot of screens and a lot of quick hits, quick slants, quick drag routes across the, you know, shallow drag routes, just getting the ball out of Cam's hands so he doesn't take the hit, so he doesn't get sacked, and so he doesn't have to be Houdini. Because the Redskins are kind of undisciplined. Sometimes they just pin their ears back, uh, and it happened a couple of times on Monday night, and it's happened already this season, where they just forget about their coverage assignments behind them.
2: And that would play right into the favor of guys like Christian McCaffrey and Jarius Wright, DJ Moore. So if that's the case, then I would expect to see these guys kind of step up. We've already seen how effective McCaffrey can be in the the passing game. Look at, uh, what was it, week two, I think when McCaffrey had 14 catches. So maybe this can be a situation, you know, not 14 catches, because that's Mm -hmm. a ridiculous number for a running back, but, you know, five, six catches, probably another game where he's utilized like that. This could be another situation where DJ Moore continues to be acclimated more into the offense. You're seeing him get more and more work as the season progresses, which is real nice to see, you know, for especially a first-round pick. And you can see he's really getting more comfortable. He's really starting to settle in and just make more plays and I think you're starting to see the DJ Moore that we saw out of Maryland yep. and the one that even that made an impressive impressive debut even in the preseason now he's just it's just kind of about stringing him along a little bit more getting him more acclimated you know maybe this could be one of his games like you mentioned if that if those breakdowns happen this could be kind of one of his coming out parties as it were
1: yeah no doubt about it. and don't uh, you mentioned playing at maryland right in the shadows of fedex field yeah uh, you know he, he's played on this particular playing surface which isn't a good one uh before and of course most of his home games um, you know again just a couple of miles away in college park maryland so i'm sure dj going to want to put on on a a good performance, and and the guy that I'm really concerned about, and obviously the guy that is a featured part of Panthers offense, as you mentioned, is is Christian McCaffrey. It's not only the screen game, but it's also what he does after the catch, and the Redskins take a lot of bad angles uh, at times, and they're not a crisp tackling team. So that is a really big concern of mine, entering into this matchup with the Panthers.
2: It is going to be interesting, you know, because the Panthers offense dealing with some injuries of themselves. uh, It does look like like Greg Olson will be back for Sunday. Um, He he pretty much confirmed actually on Monday that he's expected to return this week, but he's likely going to require surgery, um, you know, for a 33-year-old. And requiring foot surgery, that's never a good combination. But to see Olson back on the field is going to be – a good sign. We've also seen Ian Thomas perform pretty well in Olsen's absence. Uh, Are these guys that Redskins fans should be concerned about in terms of, you know, getting out in the open field and making plays against this
1: defense? I mean, I would be be very concerned, you know, about the tight end, um, whether it's Olsen or Thomas. Against this Redskins defense, they're a little bit better in that regard this year, but they were, you know, they were hurt a couple of times on Monday night, again, in the flat areas, just kind of forgetting about certain assignments underneath and not being, you know, able to, and Olsen, as you guys know, in Carolina, you know, and and Panthers fans is able to stretch it more vertically and run those seam routes if he's healthy or if he's close to the Olsen uh, that we know. So, yeah, I would be concerned about that, and, um, you know, again, the Redskins have had all sorts of blown assignments and coverage gaps. Uh, again, a lot of that, I keep teasing this, and I guess we've got to get to it, uh, with Josh Norman, but DJ Swearinger and Norman haven't been on the same Page. They've got a young Monte Nicholson, and I'll tell you one area that I think the Carolina Panthers can really take advantage of, whether it's Olsen, whether it's Thomas, whether it's Funchess on crossing routes, whether it's, again, as we mentioned, McCaffrey, is the Redskins inside linebackers, they stink in coverage. Mason Foster, Zach Brown, they are not good in coverage, and the Saints and others have exposed that consistently.
2: I think Panthers fans listening, um, they, they, I can I, I feel them starting to get a little giddy right now hearing that again <laughs> with guys like uh, Jerry Wright and, and all the yep. stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll take another minute because I want to touch again real quick on Josh Norman. Uh, we'll do that in a minute, but before we get into that, of course, I want to thank uh, another of our great sponsors, the great gambling site themselves, of course, and that, of course, is mybookie.ag. Listen, folks, we don't know who's going to win. We, we try to give you picks. Uh, I'm sure, Chris, y- you do your best to give picks. I give uh, sure. the picks on Fridays. Usually, they blow up in our faces. <laughs> uh, but if you guys out there think you know who's going to win, well, lay down some money and uh, put your money where your mouth is, as it were. Uh, it's always tough to pick teams that they're going to win, but as far as the site's where you bet, I mean, that's an easy call. It's, it's my bookie. They've been great to us at the Locked On Podcast Network, and they'll be great to you guys because they deliver your money in a timely fashion. You don't have to wait a long time to get your money very, very quick. So go to my bookie because when you win, they pay. And listen, they've got in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And, hey, they're slammed with new bettors, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit, after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits of over $100. So join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. And again, if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using the promo code Locked On 25. So I don't know about you guys, but I. Have some dinner, relax a little bit, and then go to my bookie and get a free $25 because who doesn't love playing with house money? My Bookie, you play, you win, you get paid.
3: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: So let's kind of tie this all together, Chris. So one thing I did want to ask you too about Josh Norman. Uh I wanted to get your thoughts on Norman in terms of do you think he's going to shadow Devin Funches or is he just gonna kinda stick to one side?
1: Yeah, you know, Bill, it's, it's, it's a question that we've dealt with a lot here. Uh, right now, Josh Norman is having so many problems leading to him being benched by head coach Jay Gruden for the first series, uh, of Monday night's second half against the Saints, um, that there is almost no chance that as the Panthers move hunches around in formation that they're going to allow Norman to travel with him. Norman is completely lost right now. Um, Carolina Panthers, I'm sure he'll be motivated because, A, it's the Panthers and a team that gave up on him, and, B, because he was embarrassed. And he got benched. So I'm sure he'll probably have one of his best games with the Redskins uh, and, and, and for all the reasons that we just mentioned. But if you watch the table, guy if you watch what happened over the last couple of weeks and really what i've seen way too much of we all know that josh norman doesn't have great speed and great size that's that was what the known was what wasn't known was when that speed and when that size really you know kind of dissipated or wasn't there for him would he be able to make the adjustments and i think he's a guessing player I think he's an anticipatory, uh, if that makes sense, player. Uh, And I think a lot of times he's squatting on routes and reading eyes of the quarterback, in this case, Cam Newton. If Cam can hold him uh, on a short underneath route, either a little swing or a flat, and then find a way to rotate and scan his eyes, Uh, to a a nine route or or a post route on that side of the field, I I think the Redskins are going to be in big-time trouble, and I think the Panthers are going to hit a big one because Josh is doing too much guessing and not enough reacting in year three away from Carolina and with the Redskins.
2: It's not quite a story of, oh, how the mighty have fallen, but it certainly (laughs) sounds like he's quite a ways away from what he was in Carolina. Uh, Let's reverse the script a little bit. Let's kind of talk about Carolina's series, too, against the Redskins receivers. I'm really going to be interested, uh, especially now that Eric Reid has a game under his belt. Uh, Mike Adams is coming off a big game against the Giants with two interceptions. Uh, and James Bradbury and Dante Jackson have both performed very well, especially Dante Jackson, you know, very, very impressive for a rookie. I mean, we know he has a lot of speed, and he's really utilized it well, Uh, and and teams have picked on him a little bit too, so it's nice to see him kind of, you know, really play the way he has and really impressed with the way he has. But, you know, you're going up against uh, a, a pretty solid wide receiver core in Washington. You know, Jamison Crowder, uh, looks like he's still continuing to play well. Uh, Paul Richardson, uh, having a solid first season being the, the, the big money signing as it were, uh, from the Seahawks. Even Josh Dodson looks like he's finally starting to kind of get it together a little bit. So, uh this is going to be an intriguing matchup and I'm you know curious your take on this you know some of these receivers against this pe- Panthers secondary who kind of, you know who kind of has the more favorable matchup who should Panthers fans be kind of most concerned about in this group
1: Yeah I would definitely start um with with Jordan Reed because the Redskins didn't target him enough on Monday night, they sometimes can't get him on track. Uh, he's healthy still for now, which is not always a thing with Jordan Reed.
2: Yeah, it's a good to see.
1: exactly. When he's targeted, he's I mean, he's just terrific. And, and and when he's healthy, when he's targeted, when he's involved early, I'd be stunned though if they don't go to him on the first one or two plays of the game. Not that that tells you the whole recipe for the rest of the game. But that's what they want to do. They want to throw to Jordan Reed to establish the inside-outside passing game. And then, I, you know, so I guess I would say, you know, your safeties and, uh, you know, your linebacker level certainly are going to have a lot to deal with now. Uh, you know, we, we all know this Carolina front seven, when it's clicking, is really tough to deal with. And that's what I would worry about from a Redskins perspective. Will they have enough time to go down deep? Um, or to go deep, rather, and test out this Panther secondary and find uh, a coverage mistake. You mentioned Doxson, He didn't play on Monday night dealing with a heel injury. That snapped the streak of 19 consecutive games. He's off to a slow start this year. He's really uh, been criticized a lot by Redskins fans. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays this Sunday. Jay Gruden said earlier this week that he's real close. Uh, So I think he'll be back in there. And then the other guy I would just quickly worry about, you know, you mentioned Richardson. You know, Richardson's known more for his speed, but Bill, one area that I've been really impressed by, and it showed up in last year's tape with Seattle, this guy makes some really tough and contested catches. So you can't think if you're the Carolina Panthers that you're just going to be able to jump right in front of him and win 50-50 balls and win passes that maybe you should knock away and perhaps pick. Because Richardson, for a smaller game, Guy, who's known more for his speed, has a really good ability to climb the ladder get those, and pluck those passes. So that'll be a really interesting thing to watch as this game develops.
2: Yeah, he, he was big time in multiple spots last season for Russell Wilson, really one of the, you know, and especially with the injuries that they had last season. Yep. Uh, Richardson really was one of the key cogs that really helped the Seahawks kind of stay in the playoff hunt right up until the end of the season. So he he's definitely, he'll definitely be a guy I'll have my eye on. And, um, you know, as, as far as the front seven, this, this is big for the Panthers because, of course, they're getting Thomas Davis back after serving his four-game suspension. So you know he's going to be ready to go, um, which means you're probably going to see a lot more fourth. I mean, they might stick because they've been mixing a lot of 4-3 and nickel looks. Over mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks, you've pretty much been mixing between uh, David Mayo and Captain Munnerlin. Uh I imagine, you know, I, w- I would think they're probably still going to kind of stick to that script. Maybe not as much. You're probably going to want to see Thomas Davis play more snaps, but you're probably going to continue to see uh, a lot of nickel looks with Captain Munderland out there. And of course, you know, uh, Luke Kuechly and Shaq Thompson as, the linebackers, and I've really been impressed. And, you know, we all kind of felt it coming. We all kind of hoped this would come, that being kind of the breakout party this season for Shaq Thompson, and he's really delivered over the first four games of the season. So it's really going to be interesting now to see how the Panthers continue to utilize him now that Thomas Davis is back. But, yeah, like you said, you know, this front seven can really get after you, so I'm really going to be intrigued how they get after Alex Smith, how they get after, uh, really any of the running backs, whoever it is. And, you know, there's just a lot of weapons on, on this Redskins offense. So yep. it's not like this is a gimme Yeah, they're two and two, but it's, you know, and then the Panthers still have to go on the road. So this isn't exactly a gimme game, I think for the Redskins, I think the Redskins are going to really challenge, especially, you know, the way they beat the Packers and, um, you know, it, this would be a fun one. I think this is going to be, uh, I think, an interesting game on Sunday.
1: I think the Redskins are going to have a much greater sense of urgency. They usually play very well off of an embarrassing, humiliating loss, and there was nothing else you could say about that loss on Monday night, even to the great uh, Drew Brees. One, one quick thing that I would add, you know, with Keekly, and you mentioned Shaq Thompson, uh, Shaq Thompson coming, uh, you know, kind of developing, and Thomas Davis coming back is what he wanted to say in English. Um, with those guys, I would I would watch for some twists out of the Panthers, some stunts, some games along the defensive line. The Redskins have a lot of trouble with athletic fronts that do a lot of confusing things and a lot of late, sudden movements and... They have had problems with this all season long. So, to me, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, Ron Rivera, and that defensive staff, I'm trying to delay blitzes. I'm trying to come from every different angle. I'm trying to send inside linebacker Luke Keekley, like you mentioned, you know, and kind of doing different things to screw with the Redskins' offensive line because they have had a lot of trouble dealing with that.
2: Good stuff. I think that's a good place to kind of wrap it up. I think we touched on. Pretty much every angle, I yeah. think, uh, except special teams. So, you know, shout out Gra- to. Uh,
1: hey, Graham shout Ganneau. out
2: to the too. Shout out to Graham Gano and to, of course. That, that's, uh, my,
1: that, that's my guy, Graham Gano, by the way. I covered him here in Washington, and we became very friendly uh, uh, over, the, over the course of a couple of years. So I was so happy for uh, Graham to kick that 63, game winning, 63 yard game winning field goal. He deserves it. He's always had a great leg. And
2: listen, you—you you almost got a feel for the Giants that this is two years in a row now that they've been burned by a sixty-yarder. But hey, them's the breaks. Uh, shout out to Dustin Hopkins as well too. You're—you're you're a good guy. We're not going to leave you hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Dustin Hopkins is a good guy. He's not as—he's not as—he's not as good and as, and and as consistent as Gino is. And I know Gino has his moments. Uh, but Gano is the slightly better kicker. But how about this, real quickly? Both kickers from Florida State, right? And both uh, uh, kickers, of course, have kicked plenty of times here at FedEx Field, where this game will play. And kickers hate the FedEx Field playing surface. Is all I'll say. <laughs>
2: well, there you have it. Uh, maybe that's the warning that they should finally rip up the grass and read. But you know. that would be nice. Chris, man, this was a lot of fun. Really appreciate your time. Uh, why don't you let the list, the Panthers listeners, and because I mean, you, your listeners obviously know where they can find you, but uh, let the Panthers listeners know where they can find you and some of the work that you've been doing.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, if they're coming up for the game one oh six seven six seven, the fan in Washington D.C. is where I can regularly be heard, and I'll be doing post game on Sunday. Uh, so if they're coming, uh, you know, up to the game of of course, on their way out of FedEx Field, they can pop that on, uh, and we'll talk about the opponent just like we'll talk about the home team. Uh, also on Twitter at WrestleMania six two one at WrestleMania six two one is the best place uh, to kind of go check out the the ravings of a lunatic, as some people like to call me.
2: <laughs> awesome, man! Chris Russell locked on Redskins, and I'm of course Bill Rossetti at Bill underscore Rossetti R I C C E T T E on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, as always, guys. Really do appreciate it. This has been the Locked On Panthers and Locked On Redskins crossover. We'll see you next time right here on LOP and LOR with Chris. Again, go check him out. He does great work with the Redskins. So until next time, take care, my friends. We'll see you next time.
0: It is football season and the Sims and podcast with me, Adam loveco and me, Chris Sims, have your NFL needs covered. We got guests, we got film breakdowns, picks and predictions, we've got you covered. And for college football fans? Then you need to
2: check us out. I'm Matt Miller from Stick to Football, and me, Mello, and Connor Rogers cover the draft, the Heisman race, and the road to the championship every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if your
1: fantasy team needs help,
2: that's where I come in. I'm Matt Camp, host of Fantasy Camp. I'll get your lineup tuned up and into the win column.
0: So subscribe to Sims and Lefkoe. Stick to football and fantasy camp today.
3: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.